Steve's Weekly Podcast. Hello there and welcome to this week's weekly podcast. Uh, For the audio platform listeners, this is podcast episode 77. Uh, And once again, just like my last weekly podcast that I did, which was about the Samsung Galaxy Unpacked event, uh, I am also doing a visual version of the podcast for this week as well. Reason being, uh, which is available to watch, by the way, on my YouTube channel, Steve Official, Uh, The reason being is because I am uh, talking about Nintendo Direct. I am also going to be covering slightly a little bit of news from the Disney uh, Q1 financial um, details, I guess you could say. Um, and I am, um, I mean, there's a lot for me to cover. There, there really is a lot for me to cover. And I thought, you know what, rather than doing an, a separate video talking about everything that was announced at the direct event, I'll talk about it while I'm also recording the podcast at the same time. Um, and I think I'm, if any of my YouTube viewers out there want to stick around and find out any other details that was announced in terms of Disney and stuff like that. Well, stick around. Stick around is what I can say. Just stick around and enjoy the show. Um, but anyway, I do also, by the way, for the visual... See, look, this is what this is why you should watch the YouTube video. Because with me today, I've got my Budmeister. There he is, look. There's Buddy. Hello, Buddy. You want to say hello? Hello, go on, don't lick my face. Um, <laughs> so, he's here anyway, uh, so I'm sure he, his head will pop up every now and then on the camera um, and stuff like that, but um, yeah, so there we go. Anyway, welcome to the weekly podcast, I hope you guys are doing well. So, I mean, this is the thing, normally when I do two podcasts a week, so... I end up getting halfway through the week and I cover a news story in terms of something like the Galaxy Unpacked event. Um, I cover that and then we get to the Friday and then there's just nothing. Like there is absolutely zero things to talk about and then the podcast just becomes really, really short. This week is a lot different because admittedly yes i did a podcast on uh wednesday this week which was about the galaxy unpacked event and then after that i then obviously i'm doing this podcast the second one for the week and there's some other things for me to talk about which as i mentioned is like the nintendo direct and uh the and some disney plus news and, and stuff like that so yeah, there is quite a bit to to talk about, really. I do want to point out this, though. Um, now, this is for the audio platforms, really. Last week in the weekly podcast, I said that I was uh, going to watch The Book of Boba Fett this week. Now, funny thing is, is I haven't actually got around to watching it yet. And luckily, thank you to the Twitter gods that are up there. Um, I haven't actually seen any spoilers for the last episode of The Book of Boba Fett, which dropped on Wednesday this week. Um, So I haven't yet watched any episodes of The Book of Boba Fett. So I am going to literally do a binge of it tomorrow. Um, 
on Saturday, so Saturday the 12th February, so yeah, literally, when I finish work, I'm going to come home, I'm going to take Buddy for his usual walk, and then after that, I'm just going to get on and just watch Book of Boba Fett, um, and then in next week's weekly podcast, which will be on Friday, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify Music, I will talk all about uh, the Book of Boba Fett, and what my thoughts are on it, etc, etc, um, also, by the way, in this week's weekly podcast, I am also going to talk about uh, Moonfall as well, because I went and saw that movie yesterday, um, so I will talk all about that a little bit later on in the podcast. So, there is a lot to cover in this week's podcast regardless. So, I am going to, first of all, start off with... We'll start with Nintendo Direct, I think. We'll start with that one first. Um, So, the latest Nintendo Direct presentation uh, was this week. And it featured a huge amount of information on upcoming Nintendo Switch games. A bunch of these games are coming within the next few months. And some big surprise announcements are even dated for later this year. Whether you're into role-playing games, massive action games, or strategy, there was something for you at the presentation. uh, So let's take a look then and see what uh, the biggest announcements from the February 2022 Nintendo Direct was. So we're starting off with Fire Emblem Warriors 3 Hopes. So Fire Emblem Warriors is back with a sequel focused specifically on the smash hit Fire Emblem 3 Houses game. Uh, featuring the same locations and characters as the tactical role-playing game, but with the massive Warriors battle style, Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes, features a different story than the previous game. Uh, Will those hundreds of grunts destroyed by the player be subject to permadeath? Well, you'll find out when it does release on the Nintendo Switch on June 24th. Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp. So the previously announced and delayed Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp was showcased during the presentation, showing how you can reset uh, turns and fast-forward gameplay to make for a quicker experience. Additionally, characters are voiced this time around. You'll be able to play both games' classic tactical turn-based action beginning April 8th. No Man's Sky. So more than five years after it hit PS4 and PC, No Man's Sky is finally coming to Nintendo Switch, though it appears to have taken a small graphical hit to make the jump. The ludicrously expansive science fiction adventure will be coming to Nintendo Switch this summer, given the improvements made over the years. That's very exciting. Mario Strikers Battle League. Super Mario Strikers, the Nintendo soccer game originally on GameCube and Nintendo Wii, is back on Switch with Mario Strikers Battle League. The 5 vs 5 game puts a high emphasis on offence with tackles, items and special shots to make things quite a bit more frenetic. Uh, than standard soccer you'll also be able to put gear on the characters to adjust stats like speed and pass accuracy and the hyper strike ability can make a big difference in a match it's out june 10th and pre-orders are available from now splatoon 3 
So we got another look at Splatoon 3 during the direct with the PvE mode Salmon Run next wave on display as Inklings battled a Salmonoid boss. Uh, there will be several different powerful enemies to defeat in this mode, each with their own attacks to keep you from staying in one place for too long. And if you have played the Salmon Run mode in Splatoon 2, you know how chaotic and difficult it can be after just a few minutes. Splatoon 3 will be out this summer for Nintendo Switch. Chrono Cross the Radical Dreamers Edition. So the underappreciated successor to Chrono Trigger is coming back via an updated version on Nintendo Switch. Chrono Cross the Radical Dreamers Edition features over 40 different playable characters. You can even turn off enemy encounters this time around and the game comes with an enhanced soundtrack as well as the text-based Radical Dreamers game. It will be available on Switch on April 7th. Portal Companion Collection. At long last, the acclaimed Portal and Portal 2 are coming to Nintendo Switch with local online and split-screen multiplayer available in the sequel. Portal Companion Collection will be available for Switch later this year, but a specific date was not revealed. We'll know the truth soon enough. Nintendo Switch Sports, inspired by the ridiculously popular Wii Sports, Nintendo Switch Sports comes with a Chambara tennis, uh, tennis and bowling games alongside newcomers soccer, badminton and volleyball. It also includes a leg strap accessory like Ring Fit Adventure for shootout mode, letting you physically kick to score. Local play is supported on one Switch and there is also online play um, across all sports so you can compete against your friends or random players. It will be released on Nintendo Switch on April 29th and a free update this autumn will also add golf to the game. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. So Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is already an extremely comprehensive kart racer but it's getting even bigger. Nintendo is remastering select courses from across the series history as, as paid DLC. The Booster Course Pass features six waves of eight courses, each by the end of 2023, 48 in total. Nintendo 64's Choco Mountain and the mobile Tokyo Blur will be included in the first wave when it releases on March 18th. And the past uh, costs $25 in the States. In the UK, that's £22.49. Uh, if you have Switch Online Plus Expansion Pass, it's included for free. Xenoblade Chronicles 3. So the last announcement of the presentation was Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which features a mix of fantasy, science fiction, and very heavy British accents. The trailer was short on details, but it featured some enormous battles, little puffball creatures, and a very evil woman wearing a veil. It also appears that a dragon creature was turned into a mountain at some point. The game will be releasing on Switch at some point this September. So there we go. Um, so yeah, so those were some of the big announcements really uh, from that. I mean, there are some other announcements as well. Uh, obviously, Disney are going to be releasing a Mario Kart style game. Uh, but obviously with some Disney characters, so you can play as like Donald Duck or 
uh, Mickey Mouse or even Sully from Monsters, Inc. for that matter as well. Um, so that game will be coming out at some point over the course of the next couple of months. You've also got Lego Brawls as well. That's going to be coming to the Nintendo Switch um, at some point over the course of the next couple of months as well. So there are some very, very big games that are going to be releasing on Nintendo Switch. Now, for me, in terms of those announcements, I love the idea that we're going to be getting a sort of sequel to the Wii Sports. I mean, in its own right, Wii Sports did get a sequel on the Nintendo Wii in the form of Wii Sports Resort. Um, but this is somewhat of a sequel for a predecessor, I guess you could say. Um, so with Nintendo Switch. So I, I'm i looking forward to playing uh, Nintendo Switch Sports. I used to love playing Wii Sports. Um, every time I mention the name Wii Sports, it instantly does take me back to my childhood when I used to play Wii Sports. I used to remember those mornings, especially in the summer. I used to get up really early. I used to start playing on the Nintendo Wii quite early. And the funny thing is, is I do remember, like, I think it was more Wii Sports Resort. Because Wii Sports Resort was a, a massive expansion on Wii Sports, uh, from what I remember. And you know what? To be honest, they could quite easily do this with Nintendo Switch Sports, especially with the leg strap accessory. Um, so I remember because there was like a running game where you used to run around. I'm not sure. Was that Wii Sports or was that Wii Fit Plus? I don't really know now. I'm going to have to search this up. But one of the games that I did play on the Nintendo Wii I'm not sure. It might not have been Wii. It might have been Wii Fit Plus. I'm going to see. Was it Wii Fit Plus? I'm just going to search jogging um, and see what comes up. Because, yeah, I remember because basically it might have been Wii Fit Plus. I might have been wrong. But, yeah, there was a game, though. Cause it was, what was it? It was called, was it called Woohoo Island? What was the island called in Wii, Wii Fit? Uh, no, Wii Sports Resort. I'm going to find out. Wii Sports Resort. Was it Woohoo Island? I can't remember now because it was so long ago since I last played the game. And, I mean, just talking about the game itself is just nostalgic enough. But Wii Sports Resort um, and is a sequel to Wii Sports. What was it? What was the island? Can't remember now. It might help me under the Wikipedia. But... I do remember it, and I mean, it came out like, what, 12, 13 years ago, Wii Sports Resort? I mean, that makes me feel quite old, knowing it came out about 12, 13 years ago. I remember playing the game so much, and yeah, that's it, yeah, Woohoo Island is what it was called. I do remember it. So yeah, so there was, so it wasn't on Wii Sports Resort, it was on Wii Fit Plus, I do apologise, but... It was the jogging game. Now, with Wii Sports, uh, with Nintendo Switch Sports, they could quite easily do that. Because I do think, yeah, like, I wouldn't say so much that jogging is a sport, but, I mean, it's some sort of fitness, you know. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, even 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 if right, even if they did it down this route, they then so they start off with Nintendo Switch Sports. I don't think they'll then go down the route of doing Nintendo Switch Sports Resort because then that's just them ripping off the Wii Sports Resort game on the Wii. But it, you know, it's really good that they're doing Nintendo Switch Sports. But I think they could then do a sort of a Nintendo Wii port for uh, uh, for Wii Fit or Wii Fit Plus, um, and. The name could instantly just be Nintendo Switch Fit. Um, it really could. It just could be Nintendo Switch Fit. Um, so yeah, I I do think that's what they that's what they could do with it. Nintendo Switch Fit or Nintendo Switch Fit Plus. Um, and then they could do exercise. I mean, because I know they do Ring Fit Adventure, but it'll be it it would be good if they did also make Nintendo Switch Fit. Um, yeah, and bring back the balance board in that as well. Bring back the balance board. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, me talking about Wii Sports or Wii Fit, it does instantly give me throwback vibes to when I used to play those games growing up. Because, yeah, I do remember, as I was going to say, I do remember growing up, I used to play Wii, Wii Fit Plus, and I used to get up quite early in the morning. I used to do, like, the whole jogging thing because you were able to do jogging. And, yeah, I mean, that was fun. That was so much fun, doing the jogging um, on the Wii Fit. So, really did keep me in shape. So, um, and that's probably why I don't put on weight now. So, because <laughs> I spent most of my childhood playing uh, Wii Fit Plus. Um, <laughs> so, that's why that's why I don't put on weight now. Because I burned all, all the calories that I was going to intake in the future i burned it all playing we fit or we fit plus but no in all seriousness though i'm looking forward to playing nintendo switch sports i do think i probably would get the game to be honest because i think it does look pretty decent and i'm looking forward to going back and playing bowling again because when i used to play wii sports that was one of the games that i used to play all the time was we uh was the uh bowling it weren't so much. I, I do believe that bowling was an option on Wii Sports Resort, but it just wasn't the same as what it was on Wii Sports. So, yeah, so instantly, I think going back and playing bowling on Nintendo Switch Sports is going to be great. Um, the funny thing is, is a lot of uh, Nintendo fans out there are like, oh, I'm not going to get this game if you can't play as the Miis. Well,. You can play as your own playable me on the game um, because that was what we saw within the direct. But people seem to think that we we only get to play as these cartoon characters, which ain't true. It's not true at all. Not true at all. So, yeah. So I'm looking forward to playing uh, Nintendo Switch Sports uh, when that does come out. I mean, to be honest, Mario Strikers didn't really interest me that much. I mean, I've not really played um, Mario Tennis on Nintendo Switch, and I don't really see me playing Mario Strikers neither, because that's just one game that I haven't really got familiar with, or it's not really a game that I could see myself playing, because I'm not really so much of a sports person. Um, when it comes to playing video games like that. So, 
yeah, I mean, I don't mind, like, I mean, I don't mind playing the Mario games, uh, like Mario Odyssey and uh, New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe and stuff on the Nintendo Switch. I would probably go as close to playing Mario Kart and that's it. Um, but Mario Tennis or Mario Strikers or something like that, those don't really interest me that much. So I don't think really I can see me playing those games anytime soon, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a couple of Mario games out there on Switch, which I still need to play. Um, like Super Mario Maker 2. Now, I remember playing Mario Maker, I believe it was on the Nintendo Wii U, um, all those years ago. And I thought that game was brilliant because you get to design your own levels. And I assume that that's the same thing going forward in Mario Maker 2 except it's on Nintendo Switch. Um, but yeah, and, and there's also Luigi's Mansion 3 as well, which I still want to play on Nintendo Switch as well. But um, yeah, no, in all seriousness though, I am uh, looking forward to playing um, those games in the future, really. But in terms of Mario Strikers and Mario Tennis and stuff, that's just not really my thing. Um, but staying with Mario, though, um, and talking on Mario, obviously they've just uh, they have announced the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe um, paid DLC. Now, I want to talk about that a little bit because a lot of people were expecting in this direct. This is where we're going to get news of that leaked. Mario Kart 9 game now it's funny because even I when I sat here on Wednesday night and watched the Nintendo Direct for myself I mean I was live tweeting the event over on Twitter as well and obviously they then started talking about Mario Kart and they were like now it's time for some Mario Kart news and I was like oh okay well this is it this is going to be Mario Kart 9 on Nintendo Switch but then it turned out, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, that it, th this was going to be paid DLC. Now, it is paid DLC, yeah. And as I mentioned, in America, it's $25. In the UK, it's £22.50, right? Now, to be honest, you get six waves. What was it? It was, what? Uh, yeah, six waves of eight courses each and so that by the end of 2023 there'll be 48 new race courses that you can play in Mario Kart 8 obviously if you are a Nintendo Switch online plus expansion pass subscriber then you're going to get those races for free if you're not an expansion pass subscriber, then you will have to pay for it. Um, and like I say, it's £22.50. And then after that, yeah, you'll be able... And it's literally just that one separate purchase. Like, they're not going to... You can't purchase a um, yeah, one of the waves individually. Um, so, literally, you pay the 22 uh, £22.50, and then after that, you you then get access to all 48 courses as and when they are released. Um, so, I do think that is a pretty good deal. 
I mean, I know it is quite expensive, and I do feel like... I do remember a time when DLC used to be less than 20 quid. Maybe even less than 10 quid. So... And I know that there are people out there right now that are going, yeah, but you could have just made a new Mario Kart game and just added these 48 tracks to Mario Kart 9. Well, yeah, they could. However, it would have costed you a lot more to buy the game outright than them doing it this way. So, yeah. I mean, to, let's put it this way, okay? So Mario Kart 8 is probably one of the best-selling video games on Nintendo Switch, okay? It is one of the all-time best-selling games on Nintendo Switch for the last, what, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, five years, nearly. Nearly five years since the Nintendo Switch launched. And that makes me feel really old. Um, or is it even six years? I think it's six years now. It's coming up to six years. Um, so yeah, so you've got that. Now, I I will admit here that I do still play Mario Kart 8 from time to time. I think it's a, a, a really, really, really good game. Uh, this past week, I've been playing Mario Kart 8 online with um, a friend of mine um, on the Nintendo Switch. We've both been playing on our new OLED Nintendo Switch models. And yeah, I, I I really did enjoy it. I really do enjoy playing Mario Kart 8. Um, and I know that people are there going, oh, it's been eight odd years since we last got a Mario Kart game. Well, yeah, we did, admittedly. And I know that at this point, people are going to be sitting back and going, they really are milking Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. But, I mean, come on. Let, let's put it this way, right? There's 48 new tracks being... Well, 48 remastered tracks being made for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Admittedly, you're going to have to put your hand in your pocket and spend £22.50 or in America $25 for this expansion. But, I mean, what's better? Would you rather spend £22.50, $25 on this expansion? Or would you much rather be paying £50 or $60 in the US? Would you rather be paying that for a, a basically a new cartridge with those 48 tracks on it? So, and you probably... And a lot of people have also pointed this out. You probably wouldn't even get anything brand new in terms of mechanical parts to your cart or anything like that in that game. You'd probably literally get the same stuff as in Mario Kart 8, but except the race tracks will be from remastered game, uh, from, yeah, from past uh, games in the franchise, but except remastered, and that's pretty much it, and you'd be paying a lot more for it. So, in a way, yeah, Nintendo are milking this game, but at the same time, they are looking out for the cost, and they're looking for the fans who enjoy the Mario Kart 8 series, um, and they want to, they want to give gamers something to do. And this is the other thing here, right? So with Mario Kart 8, this expansion ends at the end of 2023. Now, this now leads into speculation 
what's going to happen after 2023. Because I, I mean, even I'm starting to suspect this myself, but come the end of 2023, we're going to get um, the, the last of the Mario Kart 8 expansion. And then I think by the time we get to the end of 2023 or even the beginning of 2024, I reckon then that's when talk is going to start going around of maybe a new Nintendo console being in the works. Because let's not forget, right now the Nintendo Switch is halfway through its life cycle at the moment. So obviously they're going to continue to make games for the Switch for the next couple of years. But behind the scenes, they're still working on their next uh, gaming hardware that will be announced within the next couple of years. Um, so that does lead me to suspect that in 2024, or even in 2025 for that matter, um, we're going to see the next Nintendo home console announced. Um, and it will probably be a... A successor to the Switch. I mean, we'll, we'll see. Um, I mean, there is a lot. I mean, this is the thing is the Nintendo Switch has now outsold the Nintendo Wii and the original PlayStation 1. That's how popular the, nin the Nintendo Switch is. Um, it has now outsold the Nintendo Wii and the PlayStation 1 with over 100 million units being sold worldwide. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's a really, really big, um, thing to celebrate with Nintendo. Um, but yeah, no, in all seriousness, so I do think that after 2023, there'll, there'll probably will be talk of a brand new Nintendo console, um, coming into people's homes. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. We'll see what happens, but I'm looking forward to, um, to the Mario Kart 8 deluxe expansion i mean to be honest with you i'm i don't know what to do because i've kind of because this week i did actually get the nintendo switch online subscription now here in the uk that's around about three pound fifty in um yeah so it's around about three pound fifty a month to pay now to be honest with you i did work this out on a calculator now if i times that by 12 that's 42 pound a year that i'd basically be spending on the Nintendo Switch Online. Now, something did pop up on my Nintendo eShop about the Switch Online plus Expansion Pass. Now, with the Expansion Pass, obviously, you get the Mario Kart 8 48 tracks for free because that's going to be included in the Expansion Pass. But if you went for, like, the entire year, if you literally bought the Expansion Pass for the entire year... That will cost you $34.99 for the entire year. So literally, you just pay a one-off payment right now, today, $34.99, out of your bank account, into Nintendo's account. Um, and then, yeah, you get to literally play uh, NES, SNES. I think uh, Nintendo 64 is on there as well. Um, but yeah, you get to play that, and obviously you'll get those 48 tracks as well. Um, admittedly, I know that's you're not going to get all 48 in the space of the next year, um, because obviously, you know, you'll get the last remaining few tracks by the end of 2023. But I think it's still good 
you know, that they're that they're doing that offer. So I am debating whether or not to actually upgrade my Nintendo Switch Online membership pass from paying monthly to just paying yearly for the expansion pass as well, which is only thirty four ninety nine a year. So which, to be honest, isn't a bad price. Um, it really isn't, and it's also very cheap as well. When you look at things like Xbox Game Pass. I mean, Xbox Game Pass is what? Uh, I think Ultimate is like $10.99 a month. So you're paying more for an Xbox Game Pass Ultimate um, subscription than you are for a Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pass um, for, for an entire year. So, yeah. So, I I mean, I'm undecided, but I, I might see what happens maybe in the next week or so or next month or so. I, th- I do think maybe going for a yearly subscription it's probably more financially beneficial than going for the monthly subscription where you'll be paying more for the entire year than you would for the just for the you know for just literally buying the entire year up front right now so there we go um but yeah so there we are so that's my talk anyway of uh the Nintendo Directs other than that though i don't really think there is anything else really from the big announcement side of things where I'm actually proper hyped over those games. Um, I mean, it's good that we got to see some gameplay of Kirby and the Forgotten Land as well. I mean, that game looks very interesting. It kind of has those, like, Mario Odyssey vibes to it. Um, So, yeah. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing that uh, when it does drop um, later this year. Um, I am now going to talk about Disney Plus. Uh, so first of all, uh, first of all, I do, I don't know what happened to my phone. Oh, it's in my pocket. Um, I I was like, where's my phone? Uh, it's in my pocket. But, uh, Disney Plus though, uh, I do have the pages up in front of me because first of all, I want to talk about the US Disney Plus side of things. Uh, the reason being is because, um, is because basically... Disney Plus in the US, you may, if you're an audio platform listener, you'll know this. So every month I go through the Disney Plus list of what's going to be coming next month. So for example, we're here in February right now. Uh, In the next week or so, I will do an audio podcast where I will go through everything that is coming to Disney Plus in the UK, Ireland and in the US in March 2022, okay? Um, So hopefully next week's episode of the weekly podcast will feature what is coming to Disney Plus in March 2022. Um, But this week, um, Disney Plus in the US have started adding some mature content to its streaming service. And it's just a start, okay? This is just the start. So, they've been basically celebrating black stories uh, in terms of, like, you know, stories from the black community. Um, now, they did a tweet. Uh, this is the US Disney Plus Twitter page. Uh, they did a tweet this week which said, more than a little ish uh, ex- excited about these series coming to the, uh coming to the celebrate black stories collection in the US uh 
join us in welcoming them to the Disney Plus party. So if you live in the US right now, you can watch Blackish seasons one to seven, Grownish seasons one to four. With series four, you've got episodes one to nine. And you can also watch Wonder Years season one, episodes one to 12 right now on Disney Plus in the US. Um, now, that's a start. Now, that's, this is the first mature content outside of Star Wars and Marvel that the US audience of Disney Plus are getting. And it doesn't look like it's going to stop there neither because now uh, we have seen episodes of the South Korean drama uh, Snowdrop that has launched on Disney Plus this week worldwide. Um, so here in the UK, in Canada, Australia, New Zealand, um, and even in the US as well, they've seen all 16 episodes of Snowdrop land on Disney Plus. And again, it's that mature content that Disney Plus in the US really needs um, right now to kind of gain subscribers because other than the Marvel and Star Wars content that Disney Plus in the US were getting, they were literally a babysitting service. Uh, they really were a babysitting service because all the mature content was just going to Hulu um, in the US. So I can see why Disney are now starting to bulk up on its mature content for the streaming service in the US. Um, also, as well, it's worth noting that West Side Story, I believe, actually, I think I have seen this on the yeah, this on the yeah on the Disney Plus US um, page as well. But West Side Story is going to be dropping on Disney Plus, not just in the UK um, and around the world. Um, but also on the US um, Disney Plus streaming service as well. It's going to be dropping on there uh, on March 2nd. So again, another really big movie um, that is dropping on Disney Plus. It's really, really good that we are starting to see, for the US fans out there, it's really good to see that Disney Plus are starting to kind of bring in some mature content for their streaming service. Um Obviously, we here in the UK and in other countries as well, we've been getting mature content on Disney Plus now for near on a year. Um, and it's just made that library just a lot bigger. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we weren't just getting Disney Plus originals. We weren't just going through the back catalogue of Disney content from like Pixar and... Uh, Marvel, Star Wars, National Geographic and, and Disney themselves. But we also now have this back catalogue of 20th century movies and uh, ABC content and freeform content, FX content. Like, it's just opened up a massive world, a massive portal of content that you just would never expect to see on Disney+. Plus. You really would never expect to see it on Disney+, Plus whatsoever. But you do. You do see it on there now. Um, so, you know, I mean, you go on there now and you see that you've got, well, you've got American Horror Story. You've got The Walking Dead. Um, 
you know, the Simpsons are on there, Family Guy's on there, American Dad, Futurama, all of that, all of that is on there now. And you, you, I mean, if you're in the US, you're like, well, are you sure this is Disney Plus? You know, are, are you sure that this is Disney Plus that you're watching? Or you've got, or you're subscribed to? Because that sounds nothing like Disney Plus. But no, this is here in the UK and in other parts of the world. That is Disney Plus. Um, I just, I do feel like it's a shame that the US have got Hulu. And they do have to pay separately or they have to pay for a bundle to have Disney Plus and Hulu at the same time. When really you could just integrate Hulu into Disney Plus. And it would make no difference. I mean, next month, we're getting How I Met Your Father, which is the spin-off to How I Met Your Mother. Um, now, I've only seen a handful of episodes of How I Met Your Mother. And to be honest, I am going to go back and binge watch that series because I definitely do want to give How I Met Your Father a go um, after I finish watching How I Met Your Mother. But from the episodes that I did watch last year of How I Met Your Mother... I thought that series was absolutely funny. Um, I mean, I absolutely love Barney. Barney is one of the funnier characters in it, um, played by Neil Patrick Harris. And yeah, I absolutely love it. So hopefully something... I mean, I know that uh, I know that they, uh, Disney are going to look at Hulu um, and they may end up coming to a deal with Comcast. Comcast might end up buying out, um, like selling their um share of hulu um because disney own most of hulu anyway so and that contract does come to an end in 2024 so they are going to be looking at the contract with hulu and stuff like that in the next probably year or so and comcast and disney are going to come to some agreement that where maybe comcast might just end up selling the rest of their shares in hulu and Disney then take full control of Hulu. They may end up then deciding to close down Hulu as a streaming service. And then put all their content onto Disney Plus in the US anyway. So you, you get it as part of Disney Plus like we do in other parts of the world. It all does depend really. But as soon as that, as soon as all those details do start coming out and stuff. I will go through it in the weekly podcast. Because I do think that's going to be... Something very interesting to talk about um, in the podcast and stuff. Um, I know it'll be very technical because it's all to do with contracts and stuff like that. But we'll, we will get some details and some information about it uh, in terms of what does come out of those contract agreements. So when they do come out, um, yeah, I will talk about it in more detail. Um, so yeah, so there we go. So very interesting The next month... I mean, so far on Disney Plus, we are getting a lot of content next month when you think about it. Because here in the UK, we're going to get Ice Age, The Adventures of Buck Wild. Uh, we're going to get Turning Red, um, West Side Story, um, Pam and Tommy. Obviously, episodes will continue with Pam and Tommy on Disney Plus. Um, the Walking Dead will continue on Disney Plus throughout March. And then at the end of March, we're getting Marvel's Moon Knight as well. So already March on Disney Plus is looking like a stellar of a lineup of content. 
Um, and I'm looking forward to it. I really am looking forward to seeing uh, what else is coming to mind. I mean, to be honest, I don't really expect that. I mean, there's even How I Met Your Father as well. Let's not forget about that. So there's so much content coming to Disney Plus next month that, to be honest, when that list drops next week at some point, I don't really expect there to be some other major big titles coming to Disney Plus because I think that's probably going to be enough. Um, I mean, they'll probably drop a couple of movies. They'll probably drop a couple of documentaries like they do every month. Um, and I will go through it all when, as soon as it does get released. But other than that, I, I don't really expect them to be going full on. This is going to be the biggest month since Disney Plus launched, um, especially here in the UK. I don't think so. Um, but there we go. Anyway, they're staying with Disney Plus and actually on the US Disney Plus page this week, they have actually gone through a couple of announcements, um, which I thought were just interesting to talk about in the podcast. <clears throat> Excuse me. So um, basically, they kicked off this week with new Disney Plus announcements on Twitter. So they have announced that the Mysterious Benedict Society Series 2, Big Shot Series 2, the Mighty Ducks Game Changers Series 2 and High School Musical The Musical The Series Series 3 are all in production um, on new seasons. So that's some very interesting news. Um, the Proud Family Louder and Prouder will be premiering on February 23rd on Disney+. Plus. And the premiere will now include the first two episodes. Uh, then they said on Twitter, Super Fudge, Super Fun. Uh, the Russo brothers are developing Super Fudge, an original movie based on the book by acclaimed author Judy, uh, yeah, Judy Bloom uh, for Disney+. Plus. So th these are the same directors that directed the Avengers movies. Uh, from Eva Longoria's unbelievable entertainment comes uh, Paula Santiago and the River of Tears, a fantasy adventure based on the novel by uh, Taylor Kay. The original series follows a, sp a special young girl on a world-bending adventure steeped in Mexican mythology. Production has begun on American-born Chinese series based on the graphic novel by uh, Jen Luen Yang, uh, Yang. The series cast include Michelle Yeo, uh, Ben Wang, uh, Yeo Yan Yan, uh, Chin Han, Liu Ching, uh, Kei Hui uh, Kwan, and Daniel Wu, um, and Sydney Taylor. Uh, digging this from David Diggs. David is set to narrate... Uh, the Crossover, an original series based on the best-selling novel in poetic verse uh, by uh, Kwame uh, Alexander. The world of fantasy isn't so far away. The Spiderwick Chronicles is heading into production with writer and showrunner Aaron uh, Eli Kalita. Uh, dare we call this a prom-com? Prom Pact, an original movie starring uh, Lee Comer Payton, 
and Milo Mannheim, uh, Mannheim is coming um, to Disney+. Plus. Uh, Tis the season for a holiday heist. The Naughty Nine, an original movie starring Winslow Fegley, is coming to Disney+. Plus. Not Under Wraps anymore. Under Wraps 2 is coming to Disney+. Plus. Catherine Zeta-Jones is our national treasure. The Academy Antony Award-winning actress has joined the cast of the National Treasure series. Enchanting News, singer-songwriter and actress Rita Ora has joined the cast of the limited prequel series Beauty and the Beast. Now, talking of Beauty and the Beast, at the moment, that series has been put on hold indefinitely. So that's not to say that the series has been cancelled at Disney Plus and production won't be going ahead any t- uh, but it just means that they have come to some difficulties in terms of the scripting and some of the um some of the um sc- like music scores and stuff like that and they just have to go away and have to try and work on on that side of things before they then start heading into production um so it could be a while before we do hear any more updates in terms of Beauty and the Beast prequel series coming to Disney Plus. But they've all they've all they have done is they've just put their projects on hold indefinitely for uh, for the time being. That that's all they've done. Uh, so hopefully we will get some updates. Hopefully a little bit later on this year in terms of whether or not they're going to continue production or not. So there we go. Um, Brie Larson and Culture House are coming together for an unscripted project growing up. Uh, the hybrid docuseries explores the challenges, triumphs and complexities of adolescence through 10 incredible personal stories of vulnerability and strength. No reservations about renovations. Jeremy Renner and Boardwalk Pictures are partnering on an unscripted ser- uh, series renovations embracing Renner's lifelong passion of giving back to communities in need talk about time travel secrets of sulfur springs has been renewed for a third season when there's a will there's a wild globe globe trotting adventure following welcome to earth stories national geographic's most watched original series comes pole to pole an original series joining Will Smith on his 26,000-mile journey from the South Pole to the North Pole. One part science, one part action-adventure. Limitless with Chris Hemsworth, an original documentary series, is coming to Disney Plus later this year. In Blaine Disbelief, Beyond Belief with David Blaine, an original series coming to Disney Plus explores human achievement that science can't explain. Picture Perfect, photographer and original documentary series from Nat Geo Documentaries, uh, Elizabeth Chai Varsaheli and Jim K. Chin uh, is coming to Disney Plus. The first episode will tell the story of Nat Geo con- conservation photographers and real life couple uh paul nicklin and c mita mayor uh we feed people directed by uh real ron howard uh follows ren uh, renaud chef and humanitarian uh jose anders 
and his inspirational non-profit WC Kitchen. The original documentary is coming to Disney Plus this Memorial Day weekend. A Small Light is coming to Disney Plus. The original limited series tells a remarkable story of Mia Gias, uh, the young woman who hid Han- Anne Frank and her family from the Nazis during World War II. Get ready to binge Nat Geo on Disney Plus. Among seven new natural history series comes Great Migrations featuring animals on epic migrations in search of food and shelter. Dare to discover an original series featuring uh, Bertie uh, Bertie G Photo is coming to Disney Plus later this year. Bertie will take viewers across the globe to find and capture on film the rarest animal encounters on the planet. Supernatural will reveal the secret powers and super senses of the world's most extraordinary animals. The original series from uh, uh, James Cameron and narrated by Benedict Cumberbatch is coming to Disney Plus later this year. Our best kept secrets following the primetime Emmy Award winning Secrets of the Whales are two new originals from James Cameron. Secrets of the Elephants and Secrets of the Octopus are coming to Disney Plus on Earth Days 2023 and 2024 respectively. No lying about it. Lion, an original series with Jon Favreau following a pride of lions over the course of four years is coming to Disney+. Plus. From National Geographic comes Home, a natural history franchise spanning multiple seasons, exploring all seven continents and five oceans across one monumental decade. And last, but certainly not least, Sentinent, an original documentary series, is coming to Disney+. Plus From Darren... Aronski and Wildstar Films, the series that will show that all life in uh, all life forms are sentient, and invites us to rethink our place in nature. So there we go. That that is all the announcements from Disney Plus. So you've got a couple of Disney Plus originals there, and you've also got a lot of National Geographic original. Uh, content being lined up a lot of that to be honest not gonna lie does sound very very intriguing and very interesting as well so really am looking forward to seeing uh, some of those documentaries and some of those series uh, coming to Disney plus hopefully a little bit later on this year and maybe even going into uh 2023 as well so there we go um now there is another thing that i needed to talk about in the podcast uh for this week um so first of all obi-wan kenobi um yeah obi-wan kenobi basically we have got a release date of obi-wan kenobi so for those thinking it's going to be coming on may the 4th people like me for example well we're wrong it's not going to be dropping on Star Wars Day on Disney+. Plus. It is going to be dropping a few weeks later um, on May 25th. Now, we haven't got a trailer yet for, Star- for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Now, this weekend, this coming weekend, is Super Bowl weekend in America. Now, the Super Bowl, as well as it being known for its sporting event... 
is also really well known for its halftime show as well, where they show adverts uh, for upcoming things. Um, now, that I should imagine that something as big as the Super Bowl in America, I should imagine we are probably going to see a trailer this weekend for Obi-Wan Kenobi. I mean, the poster's been released, the release date has been released, but no trailer. So I do wonder if they're holding the trailer back until Super Bowl weekend, this weekend, and it will be out um, in the early hours of Monday morning here in the UK. And we're going to get treated to the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer when we all wake up on Monday morning here in the UK. So if that is the case, then in next week's weekly podcast, I will talk about it and let you know my thoughts on the trailer for that. Um, but... Yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see. We'll see what happens. I mean, I do know that this weekend, the trailer for Jordan Peele's next horror movie called Nope is going to be released during the Super Bowl. So I'm really looking forward to seeing that in the early hours of Monday morning um, when that does get released. If I'm still awake by then, but I don't think I will be. I'll probably be in bed asleep. So when I do wake up on Monday morning, I look forward to seeing the, the trailer for Nope. Um, also as well, this week we have seen the trailer released for Lightyear, um, and we've also seen the trailer released for Jurassic World Dominion. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, I've not yet seen the trailer for Jurassic World Dominion. I have, however, seen the trailer for Lightyear. Lightyear looks very interesting. Um, I mean, I'm still hoping and praying. I mean, the trailer gave nothing away as to it being... Um, released in cinemas so they once again Disney are keeping their options open as to whether or not Lightyear is going to be coming to Disney Plus or it's going to be released in cinemas first before going to Disney Plus um, but a movie like this with a legacy like this as well when you think back to the to the Toy Story movies I do hope and pray that we do end up getting um, Lightyear in the cinemas first especially when you look at the trailer and look how well the visuals are in the trailer i mean this movie deserves to have a big screen outing first even if they do the same thing as what they did with encanto where encanto was in cinemas for 30 days and then ended up on disney plus about a month later they did it that way i mean yeah i wouldn't mind going to see it in cinemas um so also as well it's worth noting that the movie comes out in june so normally in the summer the covid cases are a lot lower so the transmission rate is also a lot lower in the summer as well so i don't see why disney why disney will end up just putting this movie straight to disney plus but i mean look at turning red turning red's a pixar project and you just got to look back at Soul and Luca. All three of those Pixar projects have just ended up going straight to Disney Plus, skipping cinemas. Um, so I do kind of hope and pray that because Buzz Lightyear is a legacy character and this movie does look like it should be viewed on the big screen, I I would love for Disney to kind of put this movie out in cinemas first before it goes to um disney plus but that's just my thoughts anyway 
either way, I mean, I will be upset if it does end up going straight to Disney Plus because I'm like, this movie deserves to have a big screen outing. It really does. Um, just watch the trailer and you'll understand why. But at the same time, I'll still be happy because, I mean, either way, I'll get to see the movie in June regardless, whether it's on the big screen in the cinemas or whether it's on Disney Plus. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I could just watch it on my 43-inch TV instead and just pretend it's the cinema. But, um, yeah. Um, but, no, in all seriousness, I'm looking forward to seeing Lightyear when that does come out. Um, obviously, Buzz Lightyear was a big part of my childhood with the Toy Story franchise. And I don't care. I mean, I'm an adult. I'm a 25-year-old man, and I'm going to go and see a, a, a movie about one of my childhood favourite characters, which is Buzz Lightyear. Um, so, yeah. Um, but there we go. Anyway, so... Really did love the trailer for Lightyear. I haven't yet seen the Jurassic World Dominion trailer, but I'll probably sit down and watch that at some point. Um, but I am... I mean, again, that's another movie that's going to be coming out in June. Um, so, and the funny thing is, is they've got some legacy characters in that, and they're going to be joining... They're going to be teaming up with the new characters from the Jurassic World era. So, um, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to seeing that one, to be honest. Um, what else was I was going to say in this week's podcast other than Moonfall Review? I think that might have been it in terms of all the news that I wanted to to cover, really. Um, so as I mentioned at the start of the podcast, Book of Boba Fett, I'll talk about that next week. And hopefully I'll also have uh, the Disney Plus list as well um, that I'll be able to talk about. Um, and I may, I may even talk about the Netflix line up next week as well in the podcast um we we'll wait and see we'll wait and see on that matter but uh let me talk about moonfall before we do wrap things up here um so moonfall really enjoyed the movie it was the most insane crazy movie i have ever witnessed to be honest uh in terms of like world ending movies it is probably the most craziest world ending movie i have ever seen i mean i actually sat here last night on video call with my friend kieran and we were talking about it because he saw moonfall uh about a week ago now and he said to me that it it was a crazy but fun movie and i do definitely agree with him it was a crazy but fun movie but we also did agree that at the same time, it was kind of two movie storylines going on all in one movie. And to be honest, I had no issues with that whatsoever because obviously the movie itself was about basically the moon going out of its orbit rotation. And obviously it does affect Earth in a big way because obviously if we if we didn't have the moon then, well, gravity would be all over the place. Um, yeah, I mean, we wouldn't be getting, like, we wouldn't be getting, like, waves crashing on beaches and stuff like that. So, that's all the moon's doing. That is all the moon's doing. Um, yeah, obviously, the moon helps keep gravity the way it is and stuff like that. So, just imagine a world where the moon ended up out of its orbit rotation. I mean, things would start to go crazy here on Earth. 
if that was the case. And that's essentially what this movie was about, was what would happen if the moon went out of its orbit rotation? What would actually happen to Earth? And, well, we basically got an idea of that. Obviously, you know, you saw the waves, literally, like, gravity just started taking the sea off of the ground. You could just see the sea just going up into the air. Um, you know, people started flying all over the place. And, like, you had cars and trucks and <clears throat> and stuff like that. They were just flying everywhere because, well, gravity just didn't exist on Earth. Um, it was, I mean, literally, visually, I will admit, right, visually, the movie was fantastic visually. And... I said this about Lightyear just now, and I'm going to say the same about this movie, because this movie, again, it does deserve to be seen on the big screen, because I think seeing it on the big screen is going to do it justice. So I do think that this movie visually is fantastic, um, and I think it has been done really well. Um, I do think it has been done really well. I also love the fact that, you know, it does dive into the whole nanotech and AI tech a little bit as well. I thought that was really, really good. There is also some humour in it as well, which I also really did enjoy. Um, yeah, I mean, in all seriousness, I really did enjoy this movie. And I definitely would a thousand percent recommend this movie. Um to absolutely anyone especially people that do that are into like their sci-fi movies and and stuff like that so i definitely do recommend it um i think it is a fantastic movie for sure so yeah definitely do recommend it um but as i say moonfall at the time recording this podcast and this uh, visual podcast as well uh moonfall is available to watch at your local cinemas uh right now i think it is an absolutely stunning movie I definitely would see it again. To be honest, I think when it becomes available to buy, uh, like on Amazon Prime or something, I probably might purchase it on Amazon Prime um, to buy and keep because I just think the movie is just really, really good. Um, and it's weird because I'm not someone that's normally into those world-ending movies. I'm not someone that's really into them. Um, not so much, but this one, this one kept me hooked all throughout, really did enjoy the movie, so, um, yeah, I'm not really a world-ending type person, um, but, yeah, this one was a really, really good one. Um, by the way, this week, this upcoming week, I am going to be, what am I doing this week? I'm going to the cinema to see a couple of other movies, um... I can't remember now what movies they are. So I think because Uncharted, which is the uh, movie based on the um, games, the PlayStation games, that is out in cinemas right now. Um, so I think I'm going to be going to see that at some point this upcoming week. So let oh no, that's the wrong thing. So let me tell you what uh, movies I am going to be watching this week and what movies... You can expect to hear me talk about in next week's weekly podcast. So I'm going to talk about Uncharted because I'm going to go and see that next week. I'm also going to go and see a movie called Marry Me. Now that movie's got Owen Wilson in it. So uh, you can expect me to talk about that. 
And I'm also going to talk about Death on the Nile as well next week uh, in the podcast. So those are the three movies that you can expect me to talk about. I don't think there's any other movie that really I'm going to talk about next week um, in the podcast. Um, because I don't, I can't really see me watching any other movies other than those three next week. Um, so yeah. Uh, by the way, a bit of a binge update for you, but I finished Big Bang Theory this week on Netflix, and I am now moving on to watching Friends on Netflix. Um, so I'm currently on season two, uh, episode twenty, season two, episode twenty at the moment. Uh, on that. So, yeah, so hopefully, maybe in the next week, maybe I might have moved on to my next binge, but we'll wait and see. On that note, though, um, I think that is pretty much everything that I wanted to talk about. My um, throat is going a bit dry, and I'm getting this husky voice at the minute, because I think it's just because I've just been talking for too long. I literally came home from having a bit of a laugh and a bit of a chat with my support worker today, and literally just jumped straight on to talking on this podcast so now my voice is going a bit husky because i've been talking too long but a massive thank you though for watching on youtube if you have been watching this visual podcast uh, feel free to like comment and subscribe uh, my next youtube video will be my uh, weekly vlog uh, which i do believe is number 104 uh, that's going to be released on monday the 14th of february valentine's day loves in the air everywhere i look around um and here on the audio platforms, uh, uh, Spotify, Music, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, I'll be back with uh, your next weekly podcast, which will be podcast episode 78, uh, next Friday at the usual time of 4pm UK time, where, as I say, I will go through the Disney Plus list, if I've got it, for March 2022, as well as the Netflix list for March 2022 for both US and UK uh, listeners. And I will also um, be talking about Uncharted, Death on the Nile, and Marry Me as well. Um, on that note, though, goodbye. Thank you for listening. And I will see you guys in my next weekly podcast. See you then. Steve's Weekly Podcast.